Today, I want to welcome Trevor Marskalk. Trevor is now the proud owner of the Thousand Hill Hotel School and, of course, the brewery. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you very much, Olga. Um, so, Trevor, when did you buy the brewery? Um, I've had it now for actually about just 11 months and about 13 days, so it's still early days for me. Um, this whole thing started off, um, I always advise people when uh, they get into home brewing, be careful because it can get you into all sorts of trouble. And in my case, I landed up buying a, a chef school, a restaurant, um, a huge big property, getting 55 students of my own that uh, I'm only used to having two kids, so now the family has grown. And uh, yeah, this is all because I just liked brewing beer and uh, I fell in love with the, the brewery and uh, along came everything else. So I jumped in from, uh, from one profession that I've been doing for 26 years and uh, jumped into another one or a whole lot of other ones that I had absolutely no experience in and it's been a baptism of fire but I've loved every minute of it and uh, the brewery has been keeping me sane as I go along. <laughs> So, but, so the brewery is not a big part of the, the whole business, is it? Uh, no, the, the brewery is basically my, my hobby, but on, on steroids. Okay. So, um, Financed by the hotel school? Yeah, yeah. The, the school is the main, the main part of the business. Um, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand because we do teach brewing to the second year students. Uh, the, the, the whole ethos is that it's um, uh, all artisanal, we make our own cheeses, we do shakaturi, uh, obviously cooking from scratch, and uh, the brewing just dovetails in with that. So it's all part of this, the same uh, logic that we have in the school. You, just out of interest, you know another brewer, Trevor, Trevor Grant, holds from Grayton, and he picked up, when I, when I posted something about Facebook, he, he recognised you. So... It's amazing how the network of brewers is so strong around the, around the country, at least, probably yeah. around the world. Well, the, I suppose the, the name Trevor is pretty common. Uh, yeah. A couple of us around, but Gerntholz is a, a not a very common no. surname, and Marskolk is also not a very common surname. And uh, that obviously flagged something for, yeah. for Trevor down in Grayton. And uh, when I saw it, it uh, triggered... Uh, some distant memories because I think I knew him <laughs> when he was about 10 years old. Okay. That's when we, our paths crossed and uh, okay. from, from there we've been in contact uh, since oh, and had so a few you, chats. Okay, good. So you, you must pay him a visit when, you, when you're in the Western Cape. He's, he lives on, on, in, um, on Seapoint now and I think his weekend gig is, is in Greater. Yeah, that's a plan. We have mentioned it, uh, a, a beer tour of yeah. sorts. So I think that kind of spans the whole country, so it could land up with a few headaches along the way. Yeah, so he's from Greytown now, and you were from Greytown, a farmer's son. Yeah, well, Greytown and Greytown, well, they, they sound similar, but they're... kilometers apart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, and you went to Saints then in Joburg and ended up in... in Kersney uh, College. Kersney College, okay. Yeah, so I, and then now the brewery is, is literally a, a three iron or a four, how, how far is it a, from the school? Um, well, I don't play golf, so I can't talk in those <laughs> terms, but it's, uh, it's, it's probably about one and a half kilometres. Okay. Um, I'm back on, on my home turf again, yeah. and uh, I've lived in Hillcrest for, for many years, so it's, it's, it's part of the whole community, and the community has been great and very supportive of me. Um, 
when I changed jobs from a job that I've been in for so many years and everybody used to ask me, what do you do? And I'd tell them and they ch quickly changed the topic. Now I seem to have this, uh, this new interest in people's lives and they, yeah. they, they ask me lots of questions and uh, being a brewer is quite a cool thing to be. Yeah. So I had to get my hair cut short like a teenager and grow a beard like a hipster. It's a little bit out of, out of character for me, okay. but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to fit in that, that new, new peg hole that, yeah. that is for brewers. So tell us a little bit about the last 26 years. Um, I was in a family business importing machinery, okay. traveling the world uh, from Europe through to China, importing, installing machinery, maintaining it, okay. um, spending my life in in factories and on aeroplanes, oh, and okay. uh, it was time to make a little change, yeah. so I made a big change instead. Okay, and uh, you started homebrewing when? Um, my oldest older brother, who's uh, I suppose is a bad influence in my life, when I turned 40 he gave me a little Cooper's homebrew oh, kit, mistake. and uh, <laughs> I made a couple of batches of beer that I thought was, was world class, but none of my friends wanted to drink it, yeah. and uh, I kind of packed it up for a few years, and then he got me involved again, and he said, you've got to go all grain brewing, so uh, he showed me the tricks, yeah. brew in a bag, and off I went and made a few recipes, and all of a sudden my friends started liking the beers, and okay. you know, saying some quite decent things. Um, being a home brewer, you can't sell your beer, so yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just genuine or if they just wanted the, the free beer. Yeah. But uh, it it actually was a lot of fun, and uh, it became something that I do most weekends. I'd climb into my my workshop that I converted into my brewery, and uh, I'd create uh, new recipes, and it was just something that I, I really fell in love with. And were you part of a club? Uh, yep, yep, part of the Durban Home Brewers. Okay. Um, and uh, they're a fantastic bunch of guys. Uh, a lot of what I've learned, I've learned from them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an avid reader, so I have read Palmer's yeah. book cover to cover. And um, I think it's been quite a long time since I've picked up another book. But uh, the, the WhatsApp group that those guys have got, yeah. it's alive the whole time. And there's, there's pearls of wisdom on there and yeah. some very interesting topics. Um, off the wall things, and if you if you want a little bit of uh, excitement in your life, just pop something on on the group saying, "Has anybody done a Gruet beer?" and just see how that unfolds. It'll be a, a, a discussion lasting about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think we first met at, at the Els Hotels uh, Festival, which is a fundraiser for our local SPCA by the Home Brewers. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, it's a fun event, and it's once again, it's all the all the homebrewers, and they all get together, and it's a little bit of a competition, and uh, uh, a lot of rivalry going on there. Uh, people trying to sell their own beers. Some guys trying to sell some really awful beers. Some guys set, selling some really amazing beers, and it's a, a really good day out there, and it's for a, a great cause. Yeah. Okay. And um, in, in your previous job. Um, I mean, one of the guys that I know that worked for you was Denzel, and, and Denzel is also a home brewer. Yeah, Denzel's, um, he spoke to me and he said he was going to go and try this out, and uh, he was adamant that he was going to make a Pilsner, and I said, Denzel, just start off, you know, punch at your own weight. So <laughs> start off with a, a simple recipe, I gave him a recipe for an ale. So this is a foolproof, you'll make a decent beer, but he, he didn't, uh, didn't listen and off he went and he tried to create this Pilsner and it, uh, 
I think he had a few problems. I, I think he gave a few of them away, and I, I'm not sure how many of those people who got the beers actually put them down their throats. <laughs> Shame. Poor Denzel. I, I, gave, I picked up a, a one-way keg, you know, these disposable 30-litre kegs uh, at one of the distributors on my, on my rounds, and, uh, and I thought, this might be useful to a home brewer, and I gave it to Denzel, and he woke up one night... The thing exploded and put a hole through his, his ceilings and his windows. So I owe Denzel a case of beers, I think. Oh, God. Anyway. So, and you bought this business from John, and John was quite influential in, in the homebrewing circles, and especially in KZN. I think he's done a lot of good for the, for the KZN guys. I think we had a lot of uh, East Coast Brewers meetings there, and I think, didn't he also found the East Coast Brewers? Um, from from my knowledge, yes, he was uh, instrumental in uh, getting the East Coast Brewers going. Um, he he was on the committee for many years. I know he he hosted a lot of the gatherings yeah. at the school, and uh, yeah, he he definitely was one of the kingpins. I yeah. believe he's now well, he's getting ready ready now to to leave the country. He's going oh, okay. off to the UK. So he's still in South Africa at the he, moment. Yeah, for a, a short while. Okay. So I'm sure he's going to go and find find some brewers overseas to, to yeah. get involved with there. And was he still helping you out, or did he just hand over and... We, we had a handover period. Okay. He, he shared some information with me, and uh, and then he's been, uh, I suppose, chilling out a little bit at home, okay. getting used to uh, his retirement. Yeah. And every now and again, I'll phone him and ask him a couple of questions. But uh, yeah, the the system that he he had there it was a system that he'd imported from the UK. Okay. Um, it's a, a fairly basic, easy to work with system, and uh, yeah, we just carried on. With, and with how the big is the brew, brew um, We can make a batch of about uh, 800, 850 okay. liters. It's really big. Yeah, and um, normal brew day. We'll start at 7 in the morning, and if everything goes according to plan, we'll be out of there by about 3.30 or okay. so. And, and you make use of, of the free labor from the student? Um, when they're obliging. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you got some, in, some guys that work in the brew? Yes, we are. we've got two okay. guys that, that assist there. Okay. Um, the, the main thing on, on brew day, it's uh, shoveling all the, the spent grain out of the, the mash tun. That takes a little, little bit of, uh, of manual effort, and uh, that's when we like to hook a student in. Okay. Um, we always tell them that they can take a bit of the spent grain and make some bread or something like that, yeah. but normally that gets fed to pigs. <laughs> Have you got pigs on the, on the estate? I, our neighbour has got pigs, so they, when, when we're brewing, the pigs are really happy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you should do, I mean, I know Trevor, I, I missed this year's beer tour, but we normally go, I normally join the Warthogs, um, Warthogs, it's quite a hard word, word to say, the Warthog Brewing Club when they do a trip to Cape Town once a year um, and this year they went to was it last year already? When, when is the hop harvest? Anyway, um, and Trevor had what do you call it raised or, or uh, used all his spent grain to, to fatten a calf or a pig or something which they then had on the tour when they stayed in Great and they ate this thing <laughs> So it would be quite a nice, nice braai, I guess, or spit. Uh, I guess so. It's, uh, it's very nu- nutritious, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, so you've, you inherited a, a huge portfolio of beers. 
I mean, 11 or 15? Or um, there were 18. 18. And uh, missing was an IPA, which I, yeah. I bolted on, so we had 19 beers. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a simple guy. Um, I've only got my trick with maths, and uh, I battled to remember which ones were which. So it was time to, to thin it down a little bit. I, I looked at the ones that um, uh, I felt sold well and uh, were of interest in terms of their style. There were a few that were reasonably similar, mm. and um, I had to go through and cull a few of them. So we've trimmed it down now to five. Okay. Um, and I would like to have a sixth one being just a seasonal beer that we yeah. bring in from time to time, and it can be anything. Yeah. Um, but what we've now got is uh, we've got an ale-style Pilsner, uh, we've got a, an APA, an IPA, uh, an Amber Ale, and then a Dark Belgium strong beer. Okay. Because John always had very strong beers. I mean, yes. that was one of the things certainly that I think he was known for. Absolutely, and uh, that's something that, that we wanted to continue. His, uh, his wolf in sheep's clothing, the, the dark, strong Belgium, that's the one that we've kept. Uh, it's a really good beer. It's got lots of flavor, uh, lots of complexities, and uh, it's, it's one of my favorite of the, the beers that John used to make, and we've definitely kept hold on, hold on to that one. And you've rebranded completely. It was Quills, and it was... Um, what were the names? I there was uh, Porcupine Quill, yeah. uh, there was African Felt Owls, there was Dam Wolf Brewing. Yeah. Um, Did you ever figure that out? or do, do you know the reason behind all that? I, I think John, was a, his mind was extremely active and he came up okay. with uh, thousands of ideas yeah. and he would run with them and then you'd get another idea and he'd run with that. So he had many, many pots on the stove yeah. and uh, yeah, that's just the way that, that John, John liked to operate. So, um, yeah, the, the other one that we, uh, we forgot to mention was a Pale Donkey range. That yeah. was another one. Um, but we've now rebranded completely. And, okay. uh, so all those will be gone when, when the stock runs out? Yes, that's right. Okay, okay so tell us about the new range. Okay, so the new range is all now done. Um, we've dropped the, the Porcupine Pool Brewing Company and Dam Wolf Brewing and all those other ones, and yeah. it's all now under the Thousand Hills Brewing Company. Yeah. Um, that's part of the Thousand Hills Chef School, yeah. so the two do tie, tie up hand in hand. We are in the Valley of a Thousand Hills, so it just made yeah. sense to keep it. And it's unique, that. and it's a beautiful part of the world. So you've got a Thousand Hill Chef School, and you've got what's the daily form? The daily forms part of uh, the Thousand Hill Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, it's manned by the the students on the weekends. Yeah. They get their practical experience there. Uh, it's artisanal foods and uh, and our beers. Okay. And uh, the times that you open for visitors? It's uh, Fridays to Sundays. It's breakfast and lunch only. Okay. So we we open at eight thirty, and uh, last round is at about four thirty. Okay. Um, occasionally we'll do an, an evening function, but yeah. that's really the exception. Okay, okay. so it's, it's quite important uh, that, that one gets it early to get in a few rounds of, of your special beers, eh? Well, if you're going to get in early, don't start with the, the 9%. Yeah. Leave that one <laughs> as your look, Dopey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what we, what we did is because it's um, it, the brewery is located in the educational yeah. facility. All our um, variants are have got a school theme to them. Okay. So our our Pilsner is known as the, the Dean. He's the the disciplinarian. Okay. Then uh, our APA, it's an American pale ale, so we called it the quarterback. Okay. That's the, uh, the famous American. Job. Yeah. 
the, the sport from America, then uh, the Amber Ale, that's our cheerleader. Uh, she's the one, that, she's very popular with the guys, as you can imagine. Yeah, the Amber Ale, then our, our IPA, that's a graduate. He's first in class, he's my favorite. And then... Uh, he's not from Pakistan. No, he's definitely not from, from Pakistan. Okay. <laughs> and then... Um, the, the dark Belgium, the strong Belgium, that's a foreign exchange student. Okay. He's all the way from Belgium. Yeah, so it's his face on the front. Yeah, if he is. Okay, lovely. Um, tell us a little bit about the weekends. Is it, does it get quite busy? Do you have to book? Um, it is a little bit weather dependent. Okay. When it's fantastic weather, we get jammed, particularly on a Sunday. Yeah. So if anybody uh, wants to come around for a beer and a pizza or one of our meals, Best you book, yeah. um, otherwise you may be disappointed and turned away. Uh, Saturdays, normally you don't have to book, but if it's fantastic weather, it might be a good idea. Yeah. And then Sundays are slow, but it gives us a chance to make the cheesecake. Fridays are slow. Uh, sorry, Fridays. Yeah, not Sundays. Yeah, fr- Fridays are slow. And if it's weather like this, you can hear it's starting to rain here. We're sitting outside in, in my garden, so just forgive us. Uh, we, we, it's much better sitting outside than inside. Well, if it's weather like this, then uh, the only people that are drinking there at the brewery is me. <laughs> <laughs> not even the students. No, they're not allowed to. Uh, no, okay. okay. Um, tell us a little bit about, about the school. I mean, the program and. Uh... Okay. The um, we are one of the, the the leading chef schools in the country. Okay. Uh, we offer a course which is two years in duration. Yeah. In the first year, you get three internationally recognised uh, diplomas, all done through London City and Guilds. Okay. Um, and then in the, the second year, it's an advanced skills diploma. And with that, you can basically work anywhere in the world. And most of our students complete their, their third year internship overseas and abroad in America. A lot of them go to the Ritz-Carlton group. Some of them land up in Malaysia, Hong Kong, okay. Dubai. And uh, yeah, last year we've got um, one of our students in a three-star Michelin, uh, three Michelin-star restaurant in the UK. Okay. Oh. So um, we're in the fortunate situation that we have more job offers for our students than we've got students. Is it? That's unbelievable. Overseas or local as well? Um, both. Okay. Um, some of the students. The ones that uh, parents can't afford to send them overseas or don't want them to travel yeah. and be away from home, they land up working in uh, private game lodges and okay. in five-star restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And is it expensive to study there? I mean, it must be. It, it, it's a considerable investment, yeah. um, but you are getting quality. And uh, as I said, in the first year, you're getting three internationally recognized yeah. diplomas. So we cram a lot in. It's hard work. Uh, the youngsters are very tired by the end of the year. They get one one week holiday in the middle of the year um, and the rest of the time but uh, this is what the industry is about it's hard work when uh, everybody's having a good time and partying you working working. uh, you get to really appreciate the sound of traffic on a Monday morning when you're lying in bed and you're hearing the rest of the world going to work and you're chilling out there because that's your weekend and the shops are empty so it it does have its benefits if you can look at it from from that perspective but you have to have that mindset Uh, when I was in Munich the other day, there, there was a lot of talk about um, doing courses in beer, som- becoming a beer sommelier, which sounds like it's something that's on the, or that there's a market for in, in, in Europe, certainly. Have you got anything? Is there a wine course? or I guess not through your school. 
Uh, not through our, our school, although our students do um, wine courses, they do a basic course in wine in, in the first year, in the second year they do a, a, a WSET wine course, and uh, I, I do an elementary beer brewing course with them, so they, they do get exposed to it, but um, we do get a, a lot of people asking if they can come and do brew, brew courses with us, we don't unfortunately offer that. But uh, I think that uh, South Africa as a whole, we will have to get with the, uh, with the times a little bit in the future. I yeah. think uh, we are very unsophisticated with our, our uh, microbrewing at this stage, although there are some guys that are really, really great. I think um, uh, if you compare us to the States, we, we are far behind, but it's good to see that we've got some breweries that are, are coming up and, uh, and, and making things happen. Yeah. What I found in, in Germany, the craft, most of the craft brewers were um, contract brewing or what do they call it, gypsy brewing. And very few of the guys that I met had actually had their own facilities. And it must be a nightmare in a, in a first world country to, to start a brewery here. I guess it's hard enough to get a license and, and get premises and all that, but it must be, uh, it must cost an absolute fortune in, in a place like Europe. Um, so I guess you know it's it's got its pros and cons. Eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. You know, there's there's always hoops that you've got to jump through. Um, it's just the number of hoops that varies from country to country, and I can only imagine. And in first world, proper first world countries, it must be highly regulated and must be very difficult. So I'm assuming that if you if you want to get into brewing beer as a youngster, find 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 a, a girl whose uh, dad's got a brewery and see if you can't get in that way. Yeah, well, one of the most popular girls, in, in, especially in the south of Germany, is the Hop Queen. In the Hellertal Hops, all the farmers, uh, the daughters, you know, they have a pageant and the most beautiful daughter of the Hop Farmers wins this, this award of being the Hop Queen. So imagine marrying her, I think that would be the best. Absolutely, best of both worlds. Yeah, even better than owning a brewery, I think. Um, yeah. So, Trevor, um, in, in terms of bringing your beer to market, have you, you, I know that we've, we've started stocking it at Hillcrest Tops. Um, what has the response been? I've, I've been away from it, so I don't know. Okay, well, um, up till now, the, the beer that's been brewed in in the brewery was really for on-site consumption. To, to go through our taps and the occasional uh, festival that we'd go to, um, we've got a lot of spare capacity, so it just makes sense that we, we, we sweat that acid a little bit. And uh, with the, the money that we put into the rebranding, the marketing, it, we, we need to get it out there. So we, we have recently put it into hop, uh, tops, and um, uh, I was very excited. The, the first cases went within three days, so okay. I, I got hold of Mike and I said, can, can I bring some more? And he said, bring another three and uh, we've got to see how that goes. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. And we, we're running a little promotion now. Um, very simple, buy even one bottle, take it home, uh, take a selfie of it, post it on our page, uh, tag us using our Thousand Hills Brewery tag. And uh, you go into a, a draw and at the, the end of the competition, which is at the end of this month, well, if you get drawn out, you get a 500 rand voucher to come and eat at our deli okay. and uh, enjoy our beers. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 
just to explain again, I mean, people that have run the Comrades would certainly know where Bothus Hill is or where the Thousand Hills are because they've, they've, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long slog and it's it's a it's a hard part of the the, the Comrades Marathon course. Um, but maybe explain to other listeners where they can find you. All right. Well, it's uh, it's very simple. It, it is tucked off just off Old Main Road, which is the old road um, that people used to travel when they drove from Joburg to to Derbs on holiday. Yeah. Um, if you're travelling from Durban towards Marisburg, you'd go up uh, both the Hill past Curzon College, uh, through the little hamlet of uh, of both Hill, and uh, past the Rodroy, which is an old icon yeah. that's been there for many years. It looks like Rapunzel's castle on the. <coughs> on the hill and uh, shortly afterwards there's a, a little road called Wooten Avenue it's a W with two O's and two T's <laughs> W-O-O-T-T-O-N uh, and we just off there about 100 meters down the road there beautiful uh, garden setting overlooking the valley of a thousand hills uh, we've got one of the most <laughs> magnificent view, views that you can uh, have sipping on a, a cold beer yeah. and watching the sunset, it's, it's really quite special. I feel privileged every time I, I get there in the morning, I always soak up the view. I promise myself never to stop soaking up that yeah, view. never to get used to it. Yeah. I certainly think that, I mean, the site has got unbelievable potential, I mean, for growth. If you, if you look at it, um, what you're doing currently with the, with the deli and everything in the brewery, uh, to expand that would be beautiful with, with a view over the Thousand Hills, isn't it? Yeah, we've, uh, we've got some pretty ambitious plans. Uh, okay. I need to sell some beer first to make a little bit of revenue to pay for those plans because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a big expansion that we're planning there and uh, moving the, the brewery so that it becomes part of the actual uh, operating restaurants that people can mill, mill around and, and see yeah. the actual equipment in the brewery. That's kind of the idea, um, and I think we'll probably look at rolling that out over the next three years. Okay, okay. so that's not too long. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> short term. It's, uh, the, the years are going by pretty quickly for me because it is quite a, a busy time <laughs> of my life. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it's really, I think the important thing is that a lot of people ask me where to go for a beer or where to visit a brewery. It is hard in Durban. Um, we've got... We've got in, in, in Gany Road, we've got S43, that brewing company, and we've got Shungweni Brewery on the other end in, in Point Road. We've got uh, Sean Stan even at the market, and now it's important to know that people can visit you and you open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Um, but yeah, during the day. Yeah, during the day, and if, you, if you're really interested in having a look through the brewery, you're more than welcome, just ask any one of our, our chefs uh, yeah. to try and track me down. If I'm on the premises, and I am there most of the time, I'm more than happy to walk you through. Uh, I, I do a basic introduction, I, I, I show people what malt looks like, because a lot of yeah. people don't know what it is, I let them yeah. chew on it a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, give them some of our whole flower hops that we use and I, I, I run through and they get a, a very basic understanding of, of how we brew. Yeah, it is important because I, I remember when I did research for my book I was in Tabazimbi, you know, you can imagine in Tabazimbi everybody drinks Pranavan and Coke and hardly any beer and there was a worm who said, hey, can I have one of your beers? And he gave him an IPA, I said, maybe not, but... Um, <laughs> I said, well, before you taste that beer, just smell the hops and taste the hops. And just, you know, get, getting that, that aroma from the hops 
and then drinking the beer, you know, he, his face lit up and he said, wow, I can, I can taste what I just smelled. It's, Instead it's, of just saying it's bitter cock. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually amazing. And, uh, yeah. you know, typically, typically with ales, people have their first sip, they say, wow, what fruit have you put in here? Yeah. And it's, uh, you've got to go through that whole education that it's, some of it comes from the fruity esters from the yeast, some of it is from the, the, the hops, and yeah. uh, the, the layman really doesn't understand that, so it's nice to share a little bit of that uh, information yeah. with them. And that was, uh, for those who, know, who don't know, I mean, that's why I wrote the beer book, and I, I put that part about visiting the breweries in the beginning of the book, where I encourage people to visit the different breweries and we reward them with a the free beer. And, and the reason is that I think there's nobody better than the brewer to explain people about beer. And I think it's at the cold front, cold face like you are, where we can educate normal people about ales and, and decent beers, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's not really rocket science. It's, there's a bit of an art in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, anybody can share anybody's recipe. Uh, yeah. But whether you're going to actually replicate it in exactly the same way, that's where the art comes in. Yeah. So if anybody wants one of my recipes, I'll tell you exactly what's, what's in there. You're welcome to do it. But uh, the chances are you're not going to get it exactly the same. You might get it better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is, this is the, the real fun part of, of brewing beer. Yeah. It's put a bit of effort in, a bit of passion, and uh, just refine it as you're going, going along. Yeah, it's very exciting, exciting times, and I'm, I'm really excited that you've taken over the brand and the, and the business, and I really look forward to, to working closely with you, getting, getting the brand, getting the local beers all excited, getting people excited about local beer. I think that, again, when I, on my last trip to Munich, I realized, um, I mean, Erdinger is a big brand in South Africa, but if you're in Munich, it's not that big. People drink Augustina and all sorts of things that are very, very local to Munich. Um, and we, we typically don't do that. We don't support our local brewers because we've never had them. Exactly. And it's, uh, I, I think that uh, the brewing community, it's, it's great to see the guys talking now, yeah. talking with each other. Because um, at the end of the day, if, if somebody doesn't like my beer, I'm, I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to yeah. say, please go and try Sean's. Uh, beers from Stan Even yeah. or go down to uh, Robson's on Point or Station. It's yeah. uh, really if, if if we get people drinking craft beer, yeah. that's that's us. We're all winning at the end. Yeah, and I think yeah, even Notties. I mean, Peter Dean always says the more breweries there are in the Midlands, the better for him. Absolutely. And I think it's the same for us. So just before we close, I think there's also I mean. Republic has opened up in, in Hillcrest, which is a craft kind of focused pub. And I, I truly hope that they're also going to support some of the local brands. Um, but that also brings something new to Hillcrest. We haven't had a, a craft beer bar in Hillcrest. Um, we obviously got the best bottle store in, I think, on the continent as far as, as craft beer is concerned with Hillcrest Tops. But in terms of drinking it, there's very few places uh, where you can enjoy a good craft beer or a good selection of beers, generally, in Hillcrest. It's really exciting to see restaurants and, and outlets yeah. like Republic uh, opening up, and it's a, it's a great thing. I, I think that um, 
with the, the drink driving legislation as it is now, you can really only have one beer and then yeah. you're at the limit. So if you're going to have a, only one beer, make sure it's a really good beer. Good one, and yeah. uh, every time you go out to a restaurant, it's nice to try a different beer. So it's great to, to have these, uh, these options available. Yeah. It's very exciting times. When this, when this no tolerance thing happened uh, 20 years ago, I think they started it. I was marketing Bavaria Light and we certainly didn't say only have one beer and a good one. We said have a Bavaria Light and you can drink a couple more. And we, yeah, we had great success with it. But I mean, it is a serious issue now. We, we, and again, seeing in Europe, people don't drink and drive. Obviously, they've got different options. But certainly here, we, we've got to um, either take the beer home, which a lot of people do, but yeah, just enjoy a good beer. Absolutely. And um, yeah, if you're going to be drinking one of our foreign exchange students at 9%, don't drive. Get, make sure that you've yeah. got a driver. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, it was lovely talking to you. And uh, we look forward to visiting you at the, at the brewery. Um, in Thousand Hills on, in, in Bathurst Hill. Thank you very much, Holger. I appreciate the opportunity of chatting to you. <laughs> oh, lovely. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs>